Introducing Coco Golf's signature shoe, more than just a tennis shoe. It's a fusion of 90s inspired style and cutting edge performance technology with its sleek mid cut silhouette. It's designed to enhance speed and power on the court. The multi piece upper construction delivers high energy return for players of all levels. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, the Coco CG1 empowers you to dominate the game. Learn more and purchase the Coco CG1 at NewBalance.com. Semi-final Friday at the four final grass court tune-up events before Wimbledon starts Monday. We'll tell you who got through to the finals. And we've got draws for the year's third Grand Slam. We'll take you through them, including where unseated Serena Williams landed in the draw. All that and much more coming up on TC Live. Hey, everybody, welcome inside our Santa Monica, California studios. Rob Simulcare here with former Wimbledon quarterfinalist Jan Michael Gamble and Tennis Hall of Famer Tracy Austin. A busy time for you in the booth calling a really good men's match there at the very end. But we are psyched to see these draws from Wimbledon. So let's get right to them. And Tracy, will start on the women's side. And, of course, everybody wanted to know, where would Serena Williams land in the draw? She was unseated, could be anywhere. This is the projected fourth round. Of course, we know this won't actually happen, but if all the seeds held, this is what it would look like. You see Serena there. She's in Karolina Pliskova's part of the draw. So she's going to have to get through potentially Pliskova to get this far. Yeah, there were a couple of questions that I had. Where was Serena going to land? Who was she going to play? First round, Harmony Tan. That looks that looks really good. And Sariba Storma would be her first seed. So I think Serena will get to Pliskova. The key is how, how well is she going to be playing at that stage? And Sviantec, she is such a heavy favorite. Her draw looks pretty fortunate as well. Muguruza, I'm not sure she's going to get through there. It might be Andrescu instead. And then Kvitova instead of Bedosa. So I have a few names crossed out as we go through this projected fourth round because we know Haddad Maya it might be her instead of Bencic. Contivate has not been playing well, so it might not be her. Radakanu as well, who's coming in with an injury. Tough to see her, you know, easily getting through to the fourth round as well. Yeah, that would be Madison Keys. And if it's not Radakanu, so there are so many opportunities. We've said it last couple of days. There could be 15 players that could win the title. Seems wide open. Jan, Mike, on the men's side, we take a look at that. And, you know, maybe a little less drama because there's no Serena Williams-type player floating out there. But, you know, back at the French Open, of course, Djokovic, Nadal, Alcaraz were all in that same quarter. No such quarter of death here at Wimbledon. Yeah, no, there really isn't. I, I like where Novak is in the draw. That, that quarter of death, as you spoke, it doesn't really exist at Wimbledon. Djokovic is in a good spot to, to arrive here, at least in the, to the fourth round. I think Berrettini also in a very good spot down there. I, I would like that matchup as well for Berrettini versus Schwartzman, should it happen. If these all got through, that Chapovalov versus Sissipas would be a very interesting match. There's a lot of great matchups, obviously, there, and obviously... It's not going to look like that. No. <laughs> it never does, especially Wimbledon. There's always some upsets there. Uh, you know, Nadal has a, a possible tough round against Query. Should that kind of happen, that's a guy that could knock Nadal out. The big serving has, has been tricky for him in the past, so that's interesting. Uh, but we have to show what we have to show. So that's, that's the possibility if the seeds uh, somehow do do it. That's right. Okay, we'll take a deeper dive at that draw a little bit later on in the show. But first, let's get to some highlights. We start in Eastbourne 
Two American men looking to make finals. We start with Maxime Cressy, who's been a Brit killer. He beat two British players, getting to this match against the up-and-coming Jack Draper. Yeah, and Cressy just continues to play so well on the grass. He was very much looking forward to the grass court season, and he's making good use of it here. A couple of amazing volleys. You expect those great volleys, but what you don't expect is the improved ground strokes from Cressy. Draper in the second set, battling back, finding a way through the second set tiebreak. Neither guys, these guys able to break serve in the first couple of sets. It was some very close tennis. More opportunities for Kretzi. Finally making good on this one with that little block forehand return. Draper launches the ball. Kretzi had to battle back in this last game from love 40 down. Finds a way through it and into the final. So Max Cressy playing so well. He beat Dan Evans, Cam Norrie. Now he takes out Jack Draper. Meanwhile, a matchup of the last two champions in Eastbourne, Alex DeMenor and Taylor Fritz. Taylor Fritz was in a hurry. He got off to a fantastic start. Great power, terrific feel, and really attacking the DeMenor second serve. Dimonor only winning 38% of his second serves in that opening set. Dimonor did a much better job being offensive in the second set. Got a little help from the net. Late stages of that tiebreak, Taylor missed three forehands as well. But going into that third set, Taylor Fitch was able to regroup. He had the bigger serve. He had the better return of serve. Double digits and aces and saved all six break points that he faced. He's really looking sharp. Hitting the ball cleanly. So he comes through, and that sets up an all-American final in Eastbourne as Taylor Fritz and Maxine Cressy will battle it out. And, Jen, Mike, you see here, Cressy, an up-and-comer. People might not know him, but he's now in the top 60. I think they're going to know him, and his serving volley game is so exciting to watch, especially on the grass. But he does it all the year round. That serving volley style is something we sort of lost that art. Uh, he has found a way to regain it. It's the thing for me is this, the fact that it's an All-American final. That's exciting. It's in Britain. These guys could be a factor at Wimbledon, so it's nice to see them in the final there. Yeah, without a doubt. It's always nice to see a little change. And for Max Cressy to get to the final, a serve volleyer who we don't see anymore, right? So I think it's going to be a test for Taylor Fritz because usually he is the biggest server on the court. But mm -hmm. Max Cressy serves bombs. Cressy got a little tight coming down the stretch today because he was the one that was supposed to win. I feel like tomorrow he's going to have all the freedom. The pressure is going to be on Taylor, but we know he competes so well. Like Exciting how he dug match. in. Like how he dug in. And it's his second final of the year. So that's pretty impressive. Going for his first career title, Maxime Cressy, tomorrow. So that'll be a good one to keep an eye on. Meanwhile, on the ladies' side in Eastbourne, a big story here that is catching a lot of people's attention. Beatriz Haddad Maia of Brazil has been on fire in the grass court season. Titles in Nottingham and Birmingham, a 12-match grass win streak coming into this semifinal against a very tough opponent, Petra Kvitova. Of course, the two-time Wimbledon champion trying to peak at the right time. And Tracy, this was just a tough, tough matchup for Haddad Maya. Yeah, it's interesting because they played a couple of weeks ago at Birmingham, and it was Haddad Maya who won this matchup. So Haddad Maya, when she's won those titles, has beaten big-time players. But Kvitova has generally been gaining steam. Every match that she plays, she's getting more accurate, more consistent. And in that first set, it was Petra Kvitova who got through. Remember, she has so much experience on grass, two-time 
titleist at Wimbledon. So once she gets the grass under her feet, it seems to bring out the best in her. It's all about shot tolerance with Kvitova. How many winners she has, whether she's consistent enough, and she looks pumped up. Watch out for her at Wimbledon. Kvitova peaking perhaps at the right time. She'll take on the defending champion, Yelena Ostapenko, in the final tomorrow. We switch now to the grass in Mallorca, Spain, and Stefano Tsitsipas, who hasn't really created a great grass court resume for himself yet, but he is now starting to gain some momentum here against Benjamin Bonzi. Yeah, absolutely, and this is a match, you know, it's a good effort from Bonzi to, to make it this far, but this is a match that certainly Tsitsipas should win. Played well in the first set, just a 6-4, though, sometimes on the grass, that one break is pretty much all you need. But I think that he's found his timing here. Look <laughs> at how beat up those courts are in the middle. It's almost the clay court where the baseline is on these grass courts in Mallorca. So tough to move out there. But Sissipas is good on the clay as well. Nice feel on that little block. And Sissipas serving out the match nicely. So into his first, it's funny to say that, the first grass court final. That's right, where he'll take on Roberto Bautista Agut, who got through the Swiss qualifier, Antoine Bellier. And so there you see Sitsipas having himself a week on the grass. He was only 13 and 10 career on this surface. You mentioned Jen Mike, his first final and only three and four at Wimbledon. So he decided to play Mallorca, needed to get some momentum going, and he's he's done that. Yeah, absolutely. And I still think that the courts at Wimbledon, the fact that they're a little bit slower than they used to be in the past, actually quite a bit slower than the past, uh, will allow him to kind of load up on that backhand and hit it well. Yeah, I really like that he decided to get a wild card this week. I think he needed it. He lost early by his standards in the other two weeks. You see the record there, three and four at Wimbledon. That's kind of stunning for somebody six in the world. And you think of him with a big serve, volleys well. I think it's the backhand that gets him in trouble, but he's Agreed. starting to figure it out how his how his game matches up against grass. And it's also interesting that the, the grass is the season is so short. It's just too short for me. I think it should be longer. That's a whole different discussion. But the fact that it is short, it takes a little bit longer to get used to the grass. I still see Sissy Poss having a great Wimbledon here or there. Maybe it's this year. Maybe it's another year. Has the game to do it. Comfortable at the net. Uh, it's just taken, it takes, it takes him a little bit longer. I know it took me several years, Trace. I don't know about you, but to, to feel comfortable on this surface. All right, guys. We'll take a break. Come back with some more looking ahead at Wimbledon, including a closer look at the road to the finals for some of the biggest stars in tennis. Djokovic, Nadal, Serena. How did their bracket break down so far? Back with more on that on TC Live. Introducing Coco Golf's signature shoe, more than just a tennis shoe. It's a fusion of 90s-inspired style and cutting-edge performance technology with its sleek mid-cut silhouette. It's designed to enhance speed and power on the court. The multi-piece upper construction delivers high-energy return for players of all levels. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, the Coco CG1 empowers you to dominate the game. Learn more and purchase the Coco CG1 at NewBalance.com. Irresistible, majestic, and the judgment of history will surely be that she was in a class of her own. Hard to believe it's been six years since we last saw Serena Williams hold up the trophy 
at Wimbledon. Since then, it's been a couple of finals losses for Serena. 2018 to Angelique Kerber, 2019 to Simona Halep. Then, of course, the retirement in the first round due to injury last year. This year, Tracy, she gets a young player, probably one she doesn't know very well in tan. And I think if you look at the draw she got, there was so much speculation, her being unseated, where she would land. She has to feel pretty good about how things played out for Absolutely. her. Absolutely. <laughs> unseated, she could have had Shriantek in the opening round, Plushkova in the opening round. So Harmony Tan, sign me up for that one, right? And then <laughs> second round, she has to play a seed because she's unseated. So Cerebus Tormo, the number 32 seed, who doesn't have that much experience on grass. So I think Serena's draw is, is pretty fortunate. And Pliskova, yes, she was a finalist last year, but she's had struggles this year coming back from a hand injury. Then you go to the top of the draw. Coco Goff, one of the favorites for me. She would have to play against Anna Samova, another American in the third round who's also been playing well. So it's a really interesting part of the draw. But if you're Serena Williams, I think you woke up and you were pretty happy with the way it turned out. Yeah, I think, look, there's there's really no pressure on her this year. This is like sort of, we'll see, you know, how, how she feels out there on the court very quickly against Tan, who is, is really going to kind of feel Serena, I think, in that match. It's going to be probably a little bit odd by playing against Serena, still young on the tour. Yeah, it's a tough matchup. It's a tough one for her to face Serena, go out there, oh, my God, it's Serena Williams, you know, <laughs> against the, across the net. Um, Sarah Sreba's turmoil is going to bring some more intensity. Remember, they just played in dubs. So they just played in that doubles match. And and the thing about that matchup for me is if, if those two get through to the next round, it's going to give Serena a lot of time to groove those ground strokes. To That's build. almost the exact match she could she could want yeah. is Sarah Sreba's Tormo, who's going to put a lot of balls back over the net, but not overpower Serena. Uh, Serena will have a lot of opportunities to really dictate in that, in that encounter. And if she can get to the match against Karolina Pliskova, who hasn't played great this year. You know, the, the hand, the whole, you know, half the year off. She's looking for form. She's done better and better. She might find some some energy from playing in Wimbledon. But I still think that if, if Serena can get there, we're going we're gonna to have a nice match on her hands. She has a chance to build. Absolutely. That's what she's looking for. All right. Meanwhile, on the men's side, Novak Djokovic, of course, had that tough draw at Roland Garros. Had to take on Nadal early. Well, here's his potential path to the final at Wimbledon. And, Jen, Mike, it's one that's a little bit easier than what he had to face at Roland Garros. Yes, certainly. Well, there's some, you know, you, you when you see the grass court draws, you sort of kind of filter through that and look for the where are the big servers at? Well, there's a couple in there. Sanasi Kokonakis has a big serve, so that could be an interesting second round should both of them kind of get through to that space. Riley Opelka, obviously one of the biggest servers out there. There's also John Isner down a little bit further there should he somehow find a way to get through. So there's some big servers, but the problem is Novak Djokovic, probably the best returner in the world, maybe the best returner of all time. So that's, he knows how to get those balls back over the net and puts, sort of finds a way to put the pressure on those big servers, something that Andre Agassi used to do to his opponents. All right, well, the tournament starts Monday. We'll see some pretty interesting first-round matchups the first couple of days. Let's take a look at some of these juicy matchups to start things off. Starting on the men's side at the top here, Yannick Sinner against Stan Wawrinka. That is a very tantalizing matchup. Yeah, it's tantalizing because Wawrinka has three majors under his belt. Grass has never been his favorite surface. Yannick Sinner still looking for his first. Yeah, that's right. His first grass court win, which is very, very unusual. Hercotch will get through that one, I think. Musetti hasn't been playing as well. I think Fritz gets through that one. Sloan lost to Zhang in Charleston, and that should be a very interesting matchup. Also, if you look just a little further down, Emma Raducanu has a tough first-round match. Certainly, Alison Van Oontvank 
very good on the grass. Big serve, likes coming forward, very good volleyer. And that one at the bottom, Muhova versus Halep. It's going to be a fun match as well. Halep's playing well, though, so I, I do think she'll get through that match, but it is a tricky first round. It is. Muhova's a great athlete. Absolutely. Let's take a look at the Americans now and how their draws fared. And there's some interesting ones here for the American men. We'll start with that. And if you, if you look at the 15 Americans in the main draw, six of them are seeded. Uh, let's look at what the chances we give this group. These are actually the unseeded players. So we start with Stevie Johnson here. He's got Dimitrov, Jack Sock uh, with Zapata Morales, uh, and Garone got Holger Runa. Yeah, Max Cressy, he has FAA. So FAA must have said, oh, my goodness, that's going to be tough <laughs> yeah, opening exactly. round matchup, right? I think uh, Query has Barankas, so Query's going to be liking that. It's, it's so much... So much is uh, about who you draw and, and the luck of the draw. I looked at Tommy Paul's draw because I think he's been playing very well on grass. He's got Verdasco to play Manorino to play Hercotch. So that's a little tougher than some of the other ones. Yeah, absolutely. The, the one that, that right in the middle, the Cressy versus FAA, I feel like Felix does have his hands full. That's the one that, as I went down all through the draws, that's the one that stood out for me as one of the most exciting first-round encounters of them all. I like where Query is as is, is well in the draw. I think he gets through Barankas if, he if he's playing well. And, and could he be a threat to Rafa? I think so. Early Rafa versus a big server. It's happened in the past that he's struggled with big servers on the grass at Wimbledon. So that's an interesting matchup. Query's made a couple of runs at Wimbledon before, including the quarterfinals. So he knows how to yeah. get the job done on grass. Okay, the seeded players now for American men. And let's take a look at where things play out for them. And Tracy, I, I ask you, of the six American men who are mm. seated, who do you think has the best look at making a deep run here? Well, I picked a couple. I picked uh, Taylor Fritz just because of where he sits in the draw. He is the 11th seed, and Musetti, I think he'll get through nicely. Uh, I think he's going to make it at least all the way to FAA or Cressy if it's, it's one of those. But I also picked Francis Tiafo, which I think most people would say, now why? He hasn't won a grass court match this year. But I like his draw. And I think when Francis gets on fire, the big stage, I think he can get through. And he has the Casper Rude. That's the number three seed mm -hmm. in his section. I, I pick him against Rude on grass. Yeah, I think that that's, a, that's very astute of you. I think that, that he's got a good grass court game. Actually, the backhand is very good for the grass. It's the forehand that, for Francis, can trouble him at times, catches the ball a little bit late. Depends on who he's playing. If they can really drive the ball deep enough, he can struggle on that shot. But I, I do like his chances as well. Um, and I like the Fritz pick. I think that Fritz obviously has just shown in his very last match, now in a final, that he's ready to go on the grass and he's going to be he's going to be solid at Wimbledon. Tracy, on the women's side, anybody right now just looking at the draws you look at and say, okay, things have set up beautifully for this woman to, to make a run and win it. If you, if you had to pick a, a winner now, now, now that we know a little bit on the draws. Okay, so I'm looking at Sviantec <laughs> a little more of because course, I was yeah. worried about Sviantec. No grass court matches leading into Wimbledon because her arm was a little bit sore. Only four and four historically in main draw grass court matches. But looking at her draw, it looks favorable. I think Iga, the athlete that she is, her adaptability to, to adjust to the bad bounces, the weapons that she has, and the fortunate draw, she should, like Serena, be able to build her way through. Yeah, I think, well, I think that top half of the draw does look tough. So there's some contenders up there. I think the bottom of the half, half of the draw, for me, as far as who's playing well on the grass right now, is a little bit more straightforward. I think there's a possibility. I like Haddad Maya. Those 12 matches in you a row. I love her. I, I do. Love it. I do. I like, I like how she competes. I like her serve for the grass. Yeah, she lost to Kvitova. That's not a bad loss no, on the, on the grass. She, if Kvitova is hitting her strokes in the court and not making unforced errors, which can be the problem for Kvitova, if that's not happening, then, you know, if it's 
then she wins. You know, she beats pretty much anybody with that big serve. But Haddad Maya competes well, returns well, has a good serve. So I see her probably sneaking through there um, and, and maybe playing Owens Jabur, who's also in form, can play on all the surfaces, playing very well. In that, in that possible semifinal matchup. I, I like the two of them as far as that part of the draw. All right, guys, we've got a couple more days still to break down these Wimbledon brackets and get ready for things to start there on Monday. We'll take a break. When we come back, we got our hot shot of the day and more highlights from the grass courts of Europe when we come back on TC Live. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. We go now a 250 event semifinals here, and it's an all-French affair between Caroline Garcia and Elise Cornet. Garcia saved two set points in the first set and a match point yeah. in the third set. No wonder she's so happy. <laughs> so she is through her countrywoman, where she will get a date in the final against Bianca Andrescu. Andrescu advanced on a walkover. Simona Halep pulled out of their semifinal match. So we'll have that final tomorrow, 7.30 a.m. Eastern time here on Tennis Channel. And to the social net we go now. And a follow-up on a conversation we had yesterday about who should get to open up center court Tuesday for the women. Of course, Ash Barty would get to do that as the defending champion. She, of course, has retired. So we had a debate, and none of us picked the one who got it, Iga Sviantek, who's only made it to the round of 16 at Wimbledon, but she's number one in the world, and she got the honor. Uh, we were all wrong. I picked Halep <laughs> because she movie. was a champion in 2019, 2020, because of the pandemic. There was no Wimbledon, so she didn't get a chance to open on Tuesday. You picked Pliskova. Sviantek, that she has no ties. Wimbledon usually picks somebody that has strong ties to Wimbledon. I, you know, I said maybe they'll make a logical choice. It's logical because she's number one in the world. So they just went down the list. They said, oh, she's number one. Let's do it. Uh, I, I did think it, Pliskova had earned that honor. Um, but <laughs> none of us thought of this. No. None well, of us. No one really never thought Something of this. about like a 30-something <laughs> match winning streak, and that's what you get. So congratulations yes. to Iga for getting that. Meanwhile, an interesting tweet here from uh, – uh, our, our friend Alex Ruskin about the number of college players who have made the main draw at Wimbledon. 14 on the men's side. And this is an interesting one, uh, Jan Michael. How big a deal is this to you that this many college players are, are, are getting into a draw like Wimbledon? Well, I think it's just so exciting to see how much uh, the climate of college tennis has sort of changed ever since I turned pro. I, I signed with University of Washington and decided if I had good results, I'd try the pro tour and, you know, take my licks out there and, and try to get better. All these guys pretty much improved collegiately before they came on tour. Um, big ones for me are Cressy, who really improved before he decided to go on tour. Also, John Isner needed a little bit more time to develop that, obviously, lanky frame. Uh, and Stevie Johnson, too, making such good you know, moves through college. All that confidence from winning so many matches in a row there um, was important for him. I just love these players using the maturity that they gained in college. And before the thought was, you went to college, your pro career was doomed. Yep. Not so much. 
All right, well, another interesting social item, a little backhand debate here. Who's got the best one-handed backhand? Grigor Dimitrov or Stan Wawrinka? A little back and forth. I don't know. Tracy, what do you think? No contest. It's Stan Wawrinka. He's won three majors, and that backhand down the line helped win him the French, without a doubt. Well, I will rarely argue with Tracy, and this is not one of those times. I agree. Obviously, the better backhand is Stan Grigor, though, maybe a little prettier backhand. It's a nicer looking <laughs> You're right. So Pretty is nice, but results are nicer. And that's what Stan Wawrinka has behind his backhand. Okay, we will take a break. When we come back, we'll get you set for final Saturday here on Tennis Channel. Coming up tomorrow, more TC Live in a minute. Stefano Tsitsipas on the sort of grass dirt court here, and he makes a, makes a, makes a nice play here. Dirt flies up, but great athleticism from Tsitsipas. Great defense here just to get that ball back in play, and he's off the races. Quick first step, great racket work to get the angle winner. And so Stefanos earns himself a spot in a final tomorrow, and that's what our featured matches are. They're all finals on Championship Saturday, right before Wimbledon. It starts with Petra Kvitova and the defending champion in Eastbourne, Yelena Ostapenko. Yeah, and I think that that's going to be a really fun match. It's nice to see Kvitova playing so well again, confident. She's going to need that confidence against the great returns of Ostapenko, who's been returning so well this entire tournament. So it's a very fun first matchup there. Yeah, for me, Andrescu and Garcia. That's the first final of the year for both young ladies, and they've never played before, which is quite interesting. For Ostapenko and Kvitova, they've played eight times, and it's four and four. They played once on grass. Who do you think won? I would thought Kvitova. It's Ostapenko. The good returns. The good returns can make their mark. That American matchup fascinates me tomorrow, Cressy and Taylor Fritz. Who do you think needs or wants that? match more tomorrow with Wimbledon two days away. Oh, Cressy wants that. <laughs> he wants to win a tournament. He wants, he wants to be in the mix. He wants to be top 50 in the world. But Taylor Fritz is greedy. He's been playing good tennis this entire year. Difference might be Taylor's return. It's the more solid of the two. That's true. All right. Well, we've got final Saturday coming at you. And, of course, we'll have more talk about Wimbledon as the championships. SW19 only a couple of days away. But there's some hardware to hand out first. We'll get you all that action starting at 7.30 a.m. tomorrow on Tennis Channel. Enjoy your Tennis Friday.